Hello everyone, welcome to Adoption Adventures. Um, my current adventure is I'm taking little Shadow out for a walk and we're out in the woods. So if you hear some background noise, I'm hoping that it's just nature that you hear. Um, I had someone drop me a message and said that the episode before last, um, the background noise from my walk was quite horrendous. Um, and it made made the episode a bit difficult to hear, so apologies for that. Um, you know, it serves me right for trying to multitask. Should have known, should have known. Um, so as you will see from today's episode title, we're going to be talking about the later life letter. Um, I've talked about this in the past, and but I've talked about it from a static perspective um, in respect of this is what the letter is essentially um just to recap um later life letters are a letter that is written usually by the child's um social worker but sometimes by um just post-adoption or someone who has a good working knowledge of your child children's um story and what it is, is a letter to the child that it used to be given to them when they were 18. The directive now is that you give them the letter when you feel that they are ready to have it. Um, and it, it goes into more intimate details of their story and it tells them their story from a sort of a a social worker's perspective and it goes into the details of you know this is what happened this is you removed this is why um and it kind of it's like the life story but but just puts more meat on the bones essentially um you as adopters you will get a copy of the letter that you can read beforehand so as you will know you know what what subjects are covered, how it's covered, language used and things like that. Um, You then get a sealed copy for the child. Um, So they get to physically open that. Um, Now, for us, we, I would say for the past three years maybe, um, we have felt that little dude has been in a position where he could read his letter and emotionally he'd be okay. Um, There are obviously some difficult elements and difficult aspects to that letter. Um, But we felt that he was in a position where he could manage and cope with that. Um, Now, we have let him know uh, that this letter exists and we have said to him, you know, if you want to open this letter, you certainly can. And we, you know, when we first talked about it, he was like, no, not interested. Fine, not a problem. It's here if you need it. Um, we would then bring it up again. He'd be like, what letter? You didn't tell me about a letter. So you'd then retell him about the letter. And he'd go, no, not interested. Um, <laughs> and that cycle did happen time and time again, where he would claim that he had no knowledge of this letter every single time he talked about it. Um, I think that was his avoidance, just uh, <laughs> screaming out there. Um, so 
in a lot of our recent um, episodes, we've been talking a lot about contact, actually, more than fully anticipated doing, but, you know, it, it's just the way that it's all gone, the way it's worked. Um, I've been um, emailing with little dude's mum, and she's been talking to me about, you know, what's going to happen when little dude turns 18, what happens next for him. Um, she's kind of in a position where she would love it if they could build some form of relationship together. Um, and that was quite challenging, not because I had any concerns about little dude building a relationship with his mum. That's, that's not a problem at all. But when we started talking to little dude about it, he he's still sort of hanging on to some anger, um, still hanging on to some challenges there. And he's sort of said, you know, no, that's not something that I want. I, I don't want to build a relationship with, with this person. And that's then caused its own challenge because it's now, oddly, it's now about me trying to help and manage little dude's mum and help her to understand where little dude is at and that that might not actually ever happen for her. Um, which was really hard because I said to her, you know, I, I want to be honest with you, but I also want to make sure that you've got people around that can look after you um, and that can help you with, with dealing with these things. Um, she was brilliant though. Um, sort of when I come back and said, yeah, he's at the moment, he's not in that place but the door is always open for him and we will always positively promote that. And she was fantastic. She came back and said, it's always got to be at his pace and it's always got to be his decision. I just wanted to make sure that he knew that if that's something he wanted to explore, I would like to explore it too. Um, and I think that's, that's actually a really, that's a good success. That's a good win right there. Um, oh, Shadow's going to catch a squirrel. Oh, it, it, oh, there's like thousands of them. They've all survived. Don't panic. <laughs> they all got to a tree quicker than she could get to them. But she did love that moment. Um, so, yeah, so, um, so that was actually really, really positive. It did bring in and sort of allow us to talk further to little dude about how he feels about his his mum. And he then started talking about essentially feeling a bit guilty about how he feels about her. Because he said that actually, and this is just how he felt on this moment, so these emotions can change. Um, but when I sort of said to him, you know, it's, 
it's your mum. He retorted and said, I don't see it that way. For me, I see her as a birthing vessel. And that's that's all she was. And all she'll ever be. Um, and I won't ever condemn him for feeling that way. That's That's his right to feel however he wants. But he then sort of said... But I wonder if maybe it would be the right thing to do to invite her to an important milestone in my life. You know, if I got married, maybe she should be there. I think I talked about this before. Um, So he's clearly battling with himself. Um, He says that he, he feels rotten and feels mean for saying that he doesn't want a relationship. And feels like he shouldn't say that. But then in the same breath says that actually it's his right to feel however he wants to feel. Um, which I agree with. Um, so he's he's kind of doing this battle. So Dad and I kind of spoke and said, look, I, it might help you to take a look at your later life letter. It gives you a lot more information about what happened, but it also builds on an image of your mum, her story, her background, why some of the things happened for her. Um, And he said to us, you know, that he was a little bit concerned. He was a little bit worried that it might be quite a triggering letter. And we said, hey, absolutely it could be, absolutely. Um, And if you don't want to, it's fine, but we think that you'll be okay. Um, I think I've mentioned in the past, there's a particular aspect of his mum's story that we've never shared with him, but always told him that we have this information that we've not shared. And we said, you know, we think this is probably the hardest part to delve into. So he said, well, tell me that first before I look at the letter, tell me that first. So we talked him through that. Um, and shared shared the story, um, and you know he he was like, okay, yeah, that's that's really hard to hear. Um, that's that's not easy at all. But I'm now ready to read the letter. So he then read the letter. Um, I think it's about five pages long. Um, <laughs> his first comment was, why is it on such cheap paper? Which I found really interesting. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I think I could read into that quite considerably. Um, but he then talked about it and said, you know what? Yes, that, that was actually a really difficult letter to read. There's a lot of information in there. He said, you know, but it is information that I knew. It's, there weren't any shocking parts in that. So he felt comfortable reading it. And I, I actually found that really, really comforting and really, really nice. Um, that 
that he was he wasn't blindsided by the letter. I think that that gave gave me a, a sense of we've done right by him. We've we've been honest. We've been upfront. We've not hidden things from him. So when he read this letter, it wasn't a shock. It wasn't a surprise, and it didn't blindside him. And I think that that was my biggest takeaway and sort of my best set of advice to you to make sure you're in the same position because it didn't send him into free fall. And I think if there were details and information in that letter that he wasn't aware of, I think it would have sent him into free fall and we would have then had quite a lot of fallout thereafter. So I think there's an opportunity for you to avoid that and keep ahead of the game and stay out of that sort of um, that trap, as it were. Um, so, yeah, my, my strong, strong advice there is tell your children their story. Even if you've gone from early permanence, um, so, you know, you've gone right from the get-go and you've you've had to raise a a baby it's their story it's not yours they they have to have the right to have that story it's part of their identity and holding that information back i I recently it's so annoying i've just done uh three-day prep training so i don't know if the stories i'm saying (laughs) i've said on a previous episode or in my training um, but if you don't if you don't start talking about this sort of thing it becomes like the howler letter from um, Harry Potter it becomes this scary thing and the longer you hold it the worse it becomes and the scarier it becomes I'm not saying give the letter straight away but I'm saying give that information don't let this information blindside your children because that's not fair to them. Um, they have they have a right to know. And it can be really scary. It can be horrible. You kind of sit there and think, oh, d- does anyone really need to hear about this? Am I just re-traumatising them by talking to them about this? The answer is no. Actually, you're not re-traumatising them. I think what you're doing is you're making them stronger because you're holding them and you're letting them know, hey, I will be honest with you. Even if it hurts, I will tell you the truth. And I've got nothing to hide. For a lot of our children, if they feel like we're hiding something, they're going to make it worse in in their head than it is in reality. So, be the reality. Don't have any hidden moments. Don't have any big secrets and surprises for them. Let them, let them know. Um, don't let the letter be this scary thing. Don't let the letter, essentially, the letter for us was our way of handing that to him and it was us getting confirmation for him that we'd always been honest and truthful with him. That's how I saw it. 
it was a way to confirm that we had been honest with him and that we'd told him the situation and the full story. So when he read that letter, it was like, well, yeah, I know all this. Therefore, his trust in us is elevated, it's grown, it's built. So that's, that's how I look at it. That's where I come from. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that things have changed quite considerably anyway, and I'm hoping that people feel more comfortable and confident about these letters and about their children's stories. And I think there's so much training available now that you, you are in a position where you've got this information and you've been given training and you've got support on hand. So if you're struggling with any aspects, you've got people that you can talk to. Um, and again, I think just the fact that you're listening to this means that you have opted in. Um, it's a term that I've been using a lot recently. The, the adopters that I meet who opt into adoption are the ones who I see do so much better from it. Those who opt out and say, hey, I don't want to be on the main list, I don't want to attend any training, I don't want to go for it, hey, I just want to get on with life. I think these are the ones that are going to have those struggles along the way. Whereas for yourself, listening to this, I'm confident that this is not the only resource that you are accessing. I'm confident that you're looking at all kinds of resources to improve your your stance in your family life and that is going to make the world of difference to your children so and to you um so i would just say continue with that path really continue opting in because it will benefit you um yeah it's for me opting in only leads to the good um with regards to fallout um so it's been about a week to 10 days since little dude opened the letter um behavior wise i don't think that we've seen any significant changes in his behavior he's he's been a little bit moody and a little bit stroppy uh it's a little bit of a challenge because actually he just got some results from an exam and didn't get the exam results that he wanted. So he's cheesed off with himself and with the results. But I don't know if, if that's actually a mask for him being cheesed off about the letter, um, which is a bit of a frustration because um, I, won't, I won't know. And if I ask him, he definitely wouldn't tell me, um, which is annoying. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's kind of one of those um, we'll continue to sort of check in on him and, and check how he's feeling. Um, someone asked me, you know, after reading the letter, did it help him to have a different viewpoint of his mum? Um, he said, no, not really. I still come away feeling the same way. 
but maybe that will change. Who knows? Um, and again, it's our job to help him with that. It's our job to help navigate that and let him know it's all right to feel however he wants to feel. Um, you know, our kids, we've talked about this a number of times, our, our kids feel that split loyalty, but they also feel the split in themselves. They feel like, like little dude said, hey, I'm, I'm quite an empathetic person, so I feel like I should be nice to this person. But actually, I don't want to be. And you go and sort of sit back and go, okay, I, I, I get that. And that's absolutely fine. And we've said, you know, you don't have to be. You don't have to be nice or anything. It's your right. It's your right to feel however you want to feel and be whoever you want to be. So I will keep you posted. I'll keep you posted on how all that goes and uh, and what happens and um, if there's any change. But until then, I'd like to say a fond farewell. Before I go, uh, I just want to say that um, a couple of adopters who I know um, went to panel this week and were very, very nervous about it, despite how many times I told them not to be. Um, they went to panel, um, and straight after the panel, texted me and said, hey, how, how long does panel deliberate before letting you know? Which worried me a bit. I was like, oh, you know, that sounds like you've been waiting a while. I was like, oh, you know, it's fine. We're in different times, blah, 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 blah. They came back and went, well, it's been seven minutes. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe give them a little bit longer. Um, they then did come back and they told me that they had had a unanimous yes, which is absolutely wonderful, completely expected as well, because they're fantastic. Um, but that was, that was incredible news for them. So well done, you two. I know that you're listening. I know you know who you are. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, great news to, to end on. Um, thank you very much for listening. I'll speak to you again next week. Bye.